welcome back to the channel, investors. So I've talked about QILD, I've talked about Nusi, but today we're gonna be talking about another popular ETF that gets lumped in with these other two and only becomes more popular the more and more Joseph Carlson talks about it, and that would be JEPI, the JP Morgan Equity Premium Income ETF. So while JEPI does hold around 100 holdings and does pay out monthly dividends, it's a little bit different than the other two in how it operates. JEPI's goal is not to track the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ. Instead, it generates consistent income through the selling of options and investing in larger cap US stocks that pay dividends. This is already a little bit different than the others who only invest in the NASDAQ and they only do options trading. With JEPI, there's an actual chance of capital gains as a focus, something that is not a priority of the others. They also aim to be less volatile than the S&P 500, something that all these income ETFs seem to share since they're usually aimed at those who are either closer to retirement or in retirement and they don't wanna be seeing huge fluctuations with their wealth. They are led by portfolio managers who have decades in the markets. So I'm sure you're glad to know that your money's with these boomers. Another important note is that this ETF's inception date is about just one year. This is not something that's been around for a long time that has proven results. QILD has been around since 2013. Nusi got started just a few months before JEPI in December of 2019. Although JEPI has performed well in its rookie season, we will have to wait and see if they can continue this. But for us investors, we got to see how they perform during a recession, and it's been pretty impressive. So certainly, that's a very positive sign of things to come, hopefully. Keeping up with the positives for JEPI is that their expense ratio is quite low at only 0.35. That's nearly one half less than QILD and NUSI. Don't let expense ratios eat in at your returns. Investors can potentially lose thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to expense ratios, depending on the amount of capital that they put in during their investing careers. Of course, you are paying JP Morgan a service to be able to do their strategies to make monthly income. It's gonna cost you a little bit. They're not doing this for free, but ultimately doing this on my own would be quite hard. And I'd rather spend some of my money to make a whole lot more money. Their assets under management is around just a billion dollars after one year. As more people start to learn about this ETF, I expect that number to only go up. Their holdings by sector, you can see, is actually quite diversified. It's only got 11% toward technology stocks, while other income-based ETFs are extremely leveraged in tech. They even have utilities, one of the more safer sectors, at around 7% of their makeup. That's well above the normal S&P 500 allocation. When we look at their dividend history, we can see unlike QILD or NUSI, which pay very consistent and predictable yields every month, JEPI is really all over the place. The others, based on their strategies, could pay out more or less than they actually made that month, and they compensate that with other months where they may or may not make as much. While JEPI is more, hey, here's how much money we actually made this month, and there's no benchmark goal. The way that JEPI makes money is that 80% of their money goes into large cap dividend paying stocks and the other 20% goes toward equity linked notes or ELNs. 
ELNs are pretty complex and I don't want to be doing a deep dive into them. Instead, I will try to summarize them as best as I can. ELNs sort of resemble bonds, but they can be a stock or a basket of stocks. When ELNs reach maturity, the investor gets 100% of the amount that they invested back. Now, this really helps in cash preservation. If the ELN is not worth more now than it was when it was purchased, the investor gets to keep a portion of that return as well. There's a lot more complexity in this, but I don't want to get into all that right now. Some of their biggest holdings are ELNs. According to their prospectus, distributions will be taxed as ordinary income unless they're put in a tax-advantaged account, of course. So if you're holding stocks in a taxable account like I am, expect to pay in your highest income tax bracket on those dividends. Bernie Madoff recently died, and it's always important to be cautious of Ponzi schemes, especially with an investment like Jeppy, where it's basically, hey, give us some money and we will give you high returns every single month. According to page 22 of their annual report, PricewaterhouseCoopers, or PwC, one of the premier auditing companies in the world, completed their audit of Jeppy and found that their financial statements were presented fairly and followed gap accounting principles used in the US. This basically confirms that the trades that Jeppy is saying that they're making are actually happening and bank balances are accurate, basically anything else that goes into running a fund like this. PwC has confirmed that they're doing it correctly as far as they know. So this probably helps me sleep a little bit better at night, but let's be honest, if the biggest bank in the US was involved in some sort of Ponzi scheme, we'd probably have much bigger issues going on. Other than, of course, you know, the whole banking business model being a Ponzi scheme to start off with. At the end of the day, I'm sure you want to know if I think that Jeffy's dividend is safe. And I would say yes, I think it is safe for the foreseeable future. They're basically just doing covered calls options trading, which can be very profitable. They buy and hold blue chip dividend companies, which is something that I preach heavily here on this channel. So of course I agree with that. These are the companies with the biggest market caps and they typically are a little bit safer than newer companies. And they of course offer capital appreciation upside as well. It's not like these are speculative investments like Dogecoin or NFTs. And of course, they own ELNs as well as we just discussed. Following these strategies leads to hopefully less volatility and high dividend returns. But in the long run, just like Nusi and QILD, it will likely lag behind the S&P 500 because its goal is not to beat the market, but offer those closer to retirement or in retirement a chance at downside protection. At first, I thought I would buy into Jeppy just like Nusi and QILD, but I feel like right now it's just not the move for me because this is really just more of the same. With so much time on my side until I retire, I'd rather just buy a growth ETF that tracks the NASDAQ like the triple Qs or match the market returns with SPY, SPY, and just pay a cheaper expense ratio overall. I'd love to hear what you have to say in the comments below. Tell me if you're buying or selling Jeppy, or if you like these other income ETFs like Nusi or QILD. These videos take a lot of time for me to work on, and the best way that you can help this channel grow is to hit that like button and subscribe. And I will buy Stash Collect Cash. You later. Remember, this is not financial advice and for educational purposes only.